0: what's up everybody welcome back to the hungry for success podcast I'm your host Michael Phelps on this episode of the podcast I talked to Willie Gillis about his extraordinary weight loss journey Uh, and this is his his second time down this path the first time admittedly he didn't do all the work to to be ready for maintenance and to be ready to maintain the things and and do the work mentally to sustain it so now he's on round two He's kicking ass and we both recently finished the RP Strength uh, 12 Week Transformation Challenge. So we talk about that a lot in this episode. We also just talk about him and how he's been able to improve himself as a person. And he talks about improving himself from the ground up. So it was awesome to have Willie on the show. Another thing is that I was very impressed by his daily gratitude post every day on his Instagram. He's posting what he's grateful for, and I think we can all use a little bit more gratitude. I, for one, am very grateful for my health, my family, uh, all you guys who continue to come back here week after week and listen to the show and all these awesome stories. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. So here's Willie. Willie, how's it going, man?
1: It's good, man. How are you, man?
0: (laughs) good man it's been a crazy day but uh i'm glad to be here glad to be talking to you glad to have you on the
1: show right now i appreciate it man i i I, like i had several of my friends have been on this podcast too and i was like maybe one day i'll be on this podcast and (laughs) here we are so
0: yeah here you are man like i said i'm glad to have you uh i know very little about your story but uh from what i do know it seems like you've been on quite the journey and you've uh, made quite the change in your personal life. So if you just want to give the audience a little bit of background about you, the things you've been through, kind of your, your weight loss story as a whole, and uh, we'll be glad to hear it, man.
1: Yeah. So, um, my story's long. It started, uh, back in 2011, um, in 2010, I had just got married and, um, my goddaughter was born in december of 2010 and then uh i saw her being born and i was like okay i'm not going to be alive by the time this kid turns five and the next month in january it was january 6 20 it was january 6 2011 i was like i i need to lose weight now i need to do this um so i downloaded an app called lose it which i still use it uh, today um i downloaded that app and like. I just said, I'm going to go for it. And then my wife was like, I'm going to deal with it. And so the first part of my weight loss has been um, me and her doing weight loss for the first two years from 2011 to 2012, Uh, I lost 300 pounds in that in that first run of weight loss. Uh, She lost 200 pounds. And it's been this wild journey of like learning, like learning how to be a better runner. Um, and then we got some some tv appearances and and stuff like that and we traveled to china because we won a prize to to go across across seas and you know that was fun and danny but then in in the same breath like i lost my identity like i was this fat guy for the longest time and i didn't know who i was after i lost the 300 pounds and then slowly i started gaining the weight back so over the course of i say from 2014 till about 2018, I started gaining about half my weight back. So, um, when, when I got to 2019, I was about 378 pounds, um, and I, I needed to do something different. So I, uh, I was doing a podcast. I still do this podcast and I was talking to a friend on that podcast and uh, another friend, uh, Daryl Perry heard me say something, which he did not like. And he was like, you need to work with me, uh, as your coach. Um, he was a nutrition coach. He was working uh, as a coach for precision nutrition. He was like, you need to work with me, even if it's for a couple of months, let's see what we can do. And I gave him six months and then six months turned into a year. And Um, I pretty much built myself back up from the, from the bottom up, working with him, uh, just working on mindset and trying to get all the nutritional stuff that was just really screwed up from the first time trying to get it all right. And I worked with him until about August of last year, um, you know, going a little backwards in February of 2020. Um, I gave myself six months with Daryl and I was like, okay, I need to start doing something with this stuff that he's teaching me and so in february of 2020 i just started doing weight loss again and that's where my journey this this leg of the journey began is i've spent the last 13 months straight losing weight and i've lost almost 100 pounds in that that 13 month time well so you know like
0: you lost it all originally. And then you even, I mean, if I followed your story correctly, like you even kept it off for a long time. It wasn't, it wasn't like a lot of, you know, like pretty common to hear is I lost 200 pounds. And then within the next like year and a half, I gained it back. But you did, that wasn't like the route that there wasn't what happened to you. You lost it and you knew how to maintain it, obviously, because like you said, I mean, you maintained it for, like two years almost and then it, mm-hmm. it was a slow climb back right
1: i didn't i didn't really learn anything and i'm learning this now like me and you both done rp and so i'm learning a lot about maintenance now because we're really into it as of the last mm-hmm. three or four days i didn't know anything about maintenance i just knew that you got to you got a starting weight and then you had a quote-unquote ending weight and then that's all i knew about i didn't know anything about the maintenance periods or like how to like maintain weight like for some reason, I kept it off for, for the, the better part of two years. Um, and that was also probably because I was running a lot. I was doing a lot of marathons and half marathons and stuff like that in that two-year span. So I, 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 I knew nothing about maintenance at all. And I'm just learning about that now with RP.
0: Yeah. Well, I completely understand what you're saying because I, I definitely do not have it all figured out. I mean, I've yeah. maintained – I've maintained my weight loss for almost, I guess, four or five years. Well, no, it's been about three years now, Mm -hmm. three or four years. Anyways, but at the same time, like, that's primarily due to my, like, very high output, like, physical output. Yeah, I work out all the time, do jujitsu all the time. Like, I'm burning a lot, so I'm eating a lot. I don't have to be as careful with my diet as a lot of people. But through this RP, I, I definitely am learning about more sustainable flexible ways to track you know everything year-round or not track everything year round, but eat a certain way year-round to mm. let me stay more lean now but in the long run it'll help me uh through maintenance but one thing I wanted to ask you about kind of just going back a little bit is so you said that you like rebuilt yourself from the ground up yeah, you started working with your coach. I think his name was Daryl. So what does that look like? How,
1: how does it, what does it look like to rebuild yourself from the ground up? So in 2019, 2019 was just this a really bad year for me. Um, I ended up getting separated from my wife at the, at the time. Well, we're still together, but we were separated for a little bit. And I did end up moving out and like kind of just starting over. Um, And so I was in this really bad, depressive state uh, just with life in general. And, and Daryl came back. Daryl was always in my life at at some point, like even before that, Daryl, he's Daryl Perry on um, Instagram, uh, at your level of fitness. But he was always in my life because I had met him like a few months before that, like in person, because we went to Cincinnati to meet him and a whole bunch of other uh, Instagram people. Uh, So he was always this person that was always like rooting for me because like I was doing the podcast at that point and he was always wanting to know what I was doing. Uh and always like in my life at some point. At, at some certain points, he was always in my life at like these different points. And so I spent a lot of that time after we got separated trying to figure out like, hey, I need to rebuild myself completely from the ground up because I clearly lost who I I I am. Like I had no identity. So when it came to just myself, I started doing a lot of just introspective work like journaling and meditation and just trying to figure out who Willie Gillis actually is. And I I, I spent a lot of time by myself doing that. Um, and then as I'm doing all that stuff, I'm realizing that my relationship with food is so screwed up and I need to fix it. And then that's when Daryl came in the picture a few months later saying, hey, let's work on. Uh, fixing everything you know about relationship with food and so precision nutrition has these has this program where it's like it builds on habits so it's one habit is drinking more water uh, eating more produce eating more protein like protein first like things like that and so I spent the first few months working on just that stuff like the real basic stuff that most people know but you just completely forget and at first when i started doing it, it was really slow because i was like i i don't like this and there was like just stick with it and then as as you got more and more into the program you realize oh this makes sense all of this makes sense and then it's just it's just building on top of every habit that you've ever done and and making it just this one foundation and it just builds up from the foundation up so um I spent a lot of time just building up my mental health. Um, I started doing therapy in, in February of 2020 because I knew that I needed to talk to somebody that was not, like, not in my life, somebody who just had no opinion at all, just like they said whatever they really thought. And I, I just found that as a big beneficial thing for me in 2020. And that's a lot of how I built my mindset was therapy, mental health. Uh, journaling, meditation, like, and then working on my relationship with food and realizing that food is a tool and I can abuse that tool or I can use it to my benefit.
0: Yeah, it absolutely is. And some of those things you mentioned, the habits that you mentioned with precision nutrition, like just if you drink more water and then you eat more produce, like you're so full when you start doing that stuff, like you don't have a lot of extra space for you know, some of the foods that you tend to overeat, you know, and then if you're eating your protein first, you know, all those things are, they're good habits to have to get you away to kind of break what you're used to. So I can just see if you continue to build on those and add more and more habits, how that could make you successful. But, you know, it sounds like you started a couple habits in terms of like meditation and journaling that are, those are interesting things to me because they're not things that I've done. Uh, They're not things I really have any experience with. So how did those uh, two things impact your journey? How did they help you? Like, what did you feel like you gained from that?
1: Uh, Meditation gave me the opportunity to be more present. So we live in a society where everything's go, 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 go. And I realized that I'm so not in touch with everything, like everything's so all over the place. And I needed to just like, like me and you have this conversation now, like I'm just focusing on you. I'm not focusing on what's happening over here in the corner. It's just me and you. And meditation has taught me that as you're as you concentrate on your breath, like you're focusing on one thing and one thing only. You're like not multitasking. Mm-hmm. And that's really helped me focus and be more present, especially in just my daily life because you can be all over the place. You can be a, like a master of one or a master of none. And that just makes more sense to focus on one thing at a time. And, and journalists, the same thing. We spend so much time on our phones. Like we're not, we're always, there's always stuff in our heads. And, and that's the same thing with meditation There's it's always something going on in your head. And to clear that stuff out of your head, you're, you're writing it, you're writing it down and getting it out of your head on paper or on your phone or something like that. And that stuff, it, it gets out of your head and it makes like, it makes everything a little bit easier. And you're not just like bogged down by like 8,000 thoughts in your head. You're not bogged down by all the stuff on your to-do list. Like it's just out and it's on paper or it's on a device and you can see it.
0: That's like an effect that I definitely get from jujitsu. And it's something mm-hmm. I've talked about on the show before is that you can't, you literally can't think about anything else besides that round and like what the move yep. you're going to do next and try not to get choked or try not to get your arm ripped off. and after you're done it's just it's more so like a relief like physically and mentally you've done something really hard you've sweated a lot you've exerted yourself but then on top of that like those thoughts and stuff just don't rush back in and for me being somebody that I do have like constantly running thoughts I got a hundred things in my head that I'm thinking about at the same time got a stressful job with a million different people to answer to and doing that stuff um it just having an outlet like that is extremely helpful for me. So I, I can see how having that meditation would be beneficial.
1: I mean, and meditation comes and I mean, it's not just like sitting here and like focusing on your breath, like meditation for you is jujitsu, meditation for a friend of mine is running. Um, like it's just whatever keeps you focused on one task. I feel like that's that's meditation for you. So I, I think that not everybody has that skill and i think that's beneficial to a lot of people especially with so many things going on and being so distracted by everything in the world like if you can focus on one thing then it it, kind of clears your your mind out
0: yeah absolutely so take me back a little bit You, you the very first time you lose you lost weight you uh you said that you were worried you weren't going to be alive in five years. So yeah. like, that's a, that's a heavy thought to have. Um, you know, how do you start? Where do you go from there?
1: Um, like when I had the thought of like, I wouldn't be alive in five years.
0: Like, yeah. Like, so, you know, you have that thought and then like, you got to put something into action. Like you obviously mm-hmm. did cause you lost the 300 pounds, but like, what's your first move? Where do you go
1: from having that thought? And then what? So so the way I think, and I'm very analytical, like, I had that thought. I was like, let me download some kind of app to track, like, my food in general. And the day before I started, so it was January 5th, I tracked everything I ate. And then I realized, oh, I'm eating three times as much as I should be eating. And and that, like, I was eating, like, close to, like, it was five and 6,000 calories. In like one day, and I was like, "This yeah. I can't do this." And so, I went home and I had that discussion with my, with my wife. And I was like, "Look, I need to do something about this weight loss." And she's like, "I'm going to do it with you." And so, that's where that's where a lot of that came from was me trying to figure out like, what do I need to do? Because at that point, I already knew like about weight loss because I had done it several times before, but like never really gave it a like a full on try. I was just like tinkering with it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done." And, and so this time was a little bit different. Like, it was just like, if I don't do something, I'm not going to be alive for my wife, my goddaughter, like anybody, like I'm just going to be gone. And so, and, and at that point I had just turned 30 and, and, and at that point my deadline was 35. So like, by the time I, I turned 35, I wasn't going to be alive. You know, I'm 40 now. So like I had to do something.
0: Yeah. And so like nutritionally, what has your, what's your journey looked like? Have you stick stuck pretty much with the same type of diet the whole time? Have you switched it up or what's that look like?
1: So the first, <laughs> the <laughs> first time I did weight loss, it was, it was like, I don't know what to do. So it was just like a lot of stuff that was like the frozen meals, like the lean zines and the healthy choices. And like that's mostly what I went with, like for lunches. And then my wife would make stuff at dinner or like I would help her make stuff. And I, or I, And at that point I started to learn how to cook too. So I would either do that for dinner or just like something frozen for lunch. And then breakfast is usually like eggs or whatever else we have in there. And that's that's usually what it was. Um, and, the, and then the same thing with, at that same point, like I was only doing cardio. Like I would get it on the treadmill for five minutes. And then six minutes then 10 minutes and like i was i was continuously just getting on the treadmill more and more and just walking and i and i say this a lot and people don't believe me but like i lost i lost the first uh of course the lost i lost the first 100 pounds in six months and then i lost the second round of, of 100 pounds in another six months so in the first year i lost like 200 pounds Wow. And I just, and a lot of that was just walking. That was like, that was the only exercise I was doing was walking, like watching my diet and walking. That was it. And then the second year, it took me a little longer. It took me in like what nine extra months to lose the other 100. So, and I was doing a lot of the same stuff. And I didn't start running until months after I had lost the 300 pounds. So I was doing a lot of walking in the beginning.
0: Yeah. So like when you say you're doing a lot of walking to lose that first 200 pounds, like how many miles do you think you're walking a day? I average day.
1: I couldn't even tell you because I would be I've learned how to hack things and I would get on the treadmill. um, And a lot of times you could like put you can like stream stuff on your phone, like Netflix and stuff. Even back then, I would just put a show on and I would watch it for 45 minutes. So I was going to get up to a point where I was 45 minutes on a treadmill and I was just walking, like no incline, nothing, just walking. And that's yeah. the, and that's how I would I would I would incentivize me getting on the treadmill by watching TV.
0: Yeah. And so your diet was pretty and your diet was pretty basic back then. So I'm yeah. sure you were able to uh, keep that, you know, pretty much on point. So the combination of the walking and the diet was obviously super successful for you.
1: Also, the first time I did my diet, I ate no vegetables. <laughs> none. <laughs> vegetables Every, are overrated, anyways. None. I. Everyone's like, you never ate vegetables. None. Like, I didn't like vegetables back then. I like them now, but I didn't eat a, a vegetable in that two year span that I was I was losing weight to the first time.
0: When I was like overweight at my heaviest i don't know when the last time i or when i would have eaten a vegetable <laughs> like you know and like not even dieting just being overweight in general because mm-hmm. i was eating pizza and hamburgers and french fries yep. and i was like make sure there's no lettuce or tomatoes or anything on those hamburgers i don't want any of that stuff that comes like, from it. you're like i don't want
1: anything green or red <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> if it's healthy i don't want it don't put it yeah. on my sandwich oh yeah um, so but how did how has your nutrition evolved till now? Like, are you into meal prep or, you know, making fancy meals? Or what do you do now?
1: So I, <laughs> I call it the Poro diet. So literally I eat chicken and rice or chicken, uh, chicken and rice or ground turkey and rice or some kind of carb like, or potatoes or like, at one point I was eating like chicken and potatoes for like months. And like, mm-hmm. every, that's all I was eating lunch and dinner like chicken and potatoes like that's all I was eating um and that was from what February of 2020 to pretty much the end of last year and then when I started with RP I realized I can't do the same thing I was doing because like you know how RP is it's like super like you can only do so many macros per meal or whatever I had to figure out what works best for this and I had to kind of play with stuff but like for the first Um, was that the first 10 months of 2020, like like the last 10 months of 2020, all I did was chicken and rice. Like that's literally all I did. And like spinach, mushrooms, and maybe a couple more vegetables. But like, that's all I did. And, and and I calorie calorie count. And that, that, that was it.
0: That sounds super similar to my diet. So I'm pretty much chicken, rice, vegetables. Now that I'm got some of my, my fat, uh, macros back. I I go, I pretty much always, uh, ground beef and rice with some vegetables. Um, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's, it's super easy. It's like the bodybuilder diet that gets hate that gets hated on, um, because it's just kind of like so regimented, but you're getting a little bit of everything. It's super easy to meal prep. It takes me like an hour to meal prep for like four days. And you know, like you, you can't really beat it, honestly.
1: I mean, I eat a lot of chicken, rice, ground turkey, cottage cheese, spinach, mushrooms. I can't even think of what else is in it. Strawberries when I have carbs. <laughs> um that's pretty much it. Like I eat this literally the same things and I use sesame oil or like avocado oil. And at one point I was eating a lot of avocados, but then when I went to RP, like my fats got cut. So yeah, gets cut right away yeah so
0: all right we've talked enough about rp like we've <laughs> named we've name dropped it 100 times but that's fine because i wanted to talk to you about that anyways mm-hmm. so you and i both did the rp 12 week uh transformation challenge yep. which you know you're losing weight why not do it anyways that's you yep. know that's what i did and so tell me about your experience. How was it? And, you know, maybe we might want to give them a little rundown of the app and stuff. I did have Nick Shaw on right at the very start. Of the oh, podcast. I heard that. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. Yeah. So they should have, the audience should have a little bit of knowledge, but, but not, uh, maybe they have forgotten.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided to do, I, I decided to do the challenge just cause I was just going to do it. Cause I was already like doing weight loss, like you said. Um, but I was like, let me just go ahead and try it. And then I, I had played with the app before, like back in December. And I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> i played play for the, like the two week trial that you get. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand this. And so I like left it alone. And then like two weeks later, I was like, let me just try it. And so I, I just like went ahead and just paid for it. Like I just paid for a whole year, like in advance. And I was, I was like, let me just go ahead and just do it for the whole year. Because I wanted at that point in 2020, I had done a lot of calorie counting, and I was like, "Let me just try to do macro counting because I want to learn a new skill." And so I, I spent the first couple of days just like really diving into it. I was like, I still was like, "What the hell? I, I don't understand the app, and it's, it's some some parts of it's confusing." And then once you like really get into it, you're like, "Okay, this makes more sense." And so I decided to do, to do the challenge because I was like, "Well, I'm already doing weight loss, so why not do it anyway?" And then I had already had this idea of doing summer shredding because of Poro um, for twenty twenty one. I mean, yeah, for twenty twenty one, which I postponed that because maintenance is right in the middle <laughs> of when yeah. I was sh- supposed to be cutting for uh, summer shredding. So I pushed that to twenty twenty two. But um, I-, I just decided to do it because I wanted to do something different because I was doing a lot of calorie counting and I wanted to do something more macro friendly uh, and just learn a new skill, and so as I'm doing as I'm doing it, I weigh in, I'm like 308 and like, I'm trying to hit 300 and I'm just like, I'm just just go for it. And so the first couple of weeks I'm like, why am I getting so many cards? I had like 300 grams of cards at one point. I was like, why am I getting so many cards? And then it just drops. And then it drops more. I'm like, I got in the hole, like really, no, <laughs> really no. quick. I was in the hole, like within like the first, maybe three or four weeks. And so I've been in the hole that whole time, Um, and so I was like, "I'm just gonna do eight weeks," and then I was like, "No, I'm gonna go ahead and do the the whole twelve weeks." And so like, the last eight weeks, I was in the hole like pretty much the whole time for the most part.
0: Dude, you're an absolute savage. I never touched the hole. I never got close to it. Like so, so the
1: hole what we what we're talking about the hole the hole is literally forty grams or less. So essentially that's where I was. And then on the weekends when I wasn't working out, I was like 25. So yeah. I got nothing.
0: It's like what, it, what they basically consider is like minimum safe levels of like the macro and they don't like cut you anymore. Yeah. past That. Um, so like, were you pretty, uh, so on the app each week, it pops up based on how your weight's moving mm-hmm. and says, do you want to increase your calories, decrease your calories or, or, not calories but nutrients or keep them the same for the week so mm-hmm. were you pretty um aggressive with taking that down and taking those cuts
1: the first week i was because i was like I this took, is a lot a big of-
0: cut week one
1: well i i did the first week and i was because i had like 300 grams of carbs i was like why do i have so many carbs and so i was like let me cut it down just a little bit and then it just dropped it and then they kept dropping i was like oh hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the weight
1: came off like like it came off like like it was like two pounds a week. So like clearly it it didn't bother me that much. But like I dropped it a little bit more aggressively like the first couple of weeks, and then like it just kind of stayed there, and then it dropped again like within week five. So so from week five on, it was just like well, I guess I'm in the hole then, so I'm just going to deal with it. And so I just I just rolled with it. I was like, okay, well this is what I'm gonna do. So forget it. And so I just stuck with it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so how did that pay off for you? What were you able to like accomplish in that 12 weeks? Were you able to accomplish the goal that you set off when you when you set out when you started? So I
1: had planned to be around around 282 when I finished. I think when I when I submitted my pictures I was 281. There you go. So, so I hit yeah, I hit it. Yeah
0: awesome same for me I uh, had planned like an 18 pound cut and I my lowest average weight which is what I based everything off of was was right there at 212 which was uh that was 18 pounds lowest I saw on the scale was actually 209 which I was hyped about because that's the know that's the least I've weighed throughout this entire journey. And that was super cool. Something I didn't think that I would hit. It was only for one day, but my average weight was pretty much exactly what I wanted to hit. And it was super Mm -hmm. rewarding, but that did make me pretty nervous for
1: maintenance. Did, Did you kind of feel the same way? So going into, so like, as we got to like, we ate Week nine, week ten. I was like, man, what the hell is this maintenance thing? Because like, I had no clue what what to do. Because at that point, like, like RP had like RP had a couple of articles out about it, and they had a couple of podcasts out of before that. But like at point at that point, I was like, I have no clue what the hell what the hell to do. And so as we got closer to the end, they started putting out more podcasts about maintenance. So I think they did like two back to back, and then I think Ethan Solti just did one like this this past week. And yeah. so I got more and more comfortable with maintenance. I was like, okay, this makes this this makes more sense because it's no different than what I'm already doing. It just it's slowly going to ramp up my carbs at, at some point because like my my proteins drop again too when I when I restarted maintenance. Um, so I knew that the carbs were going to slowly uh, increase, and I knew my fats were going to slowly increase. And I think I had a conversation with you on the RP uh, Facebook page, and you were like, my carbs didn't change that much. Yeah.
0: Nothing changed that much but I uh I hit that override button and I changed it manually. <laughs> yeah, see, I got my, about I got about 300 extra calories a day with my just
1: one swipe of a finger. See, mine went from like out like I said I was in the hole for most of it, so like since this is the, the first week we we're doing maintenance, I think that the couple of days this week I had more carbs, not not many more, maybe like another 45 grams or whatever, but everything else is the same. So I think as the weeks go on, it's just going to keep increasing my, my maintenance calories. So at this point I'm just sticking with it. And I learned a lot from those episodes that RP put out about how it, as, as the weeks go on, you're going to increase carbs and it's just going to get more and more until you hit this point where it just either goes up or it flats. And at this point, I'm just waiting for that point.
0: Yeah, that's uh, the sa- exact same for me in, in, you know, like on those podcasts and some of the advice they give is that at first you should take like a three, some, or I think they said two to 500 calorie increase right off the mm-hmm. start. And that's not what I got. I got a 35 calorie increase when I <laughs> added my macros up and, and, and calculated that into calories. So I manually bumped it up to somewhere right in the middle of that range at, at 300. And, you know, just like you said, I'm interested to see where I'm at. I think one of the best things that what I tried to do is I tried to educate myself on what was going to happen in maintenance. And it's already helped because yeah. like day one of maintenance, I was two ten, day two of maintenance, I was two fifteen after I added in those carbs. Yeah. And it's not logical that you could gain fat five pounds of fat tissue in one day. And it's mm-hmm. probably absolutely zero fat tissue because the next day today, it was back to two twelve. You know, so it's going to fluctuate like that. And it made me essentially not freak out because about my weight, because, you know, I did listen to those podcasts. I did educate myself by reading the articles that you're talking about, looked more stuff up on Google. So have you had some of kind of those same feelings going into maintenance like that?
1: For me going into maintenance, I was a little worried uh, about weight going up. And then once Nick Shaw, who's who's, uh, who's who runs RP, he was saying, like, expect to, you know, gain two to five pounds. And I was like, OK. And so when I set up maintenance, I set up this buffer where I was like, all right, the lowest I want to be is like, you know, two two like mid range, is like 280, 281. And then add six pounds on either end of that. And so at, at that point, that's what I did. Um just for my maintenance. And so far, my maintenance has just been like this, like the whole time. So and I've weighed in two times so far. Mm -hmm. And I I think I I was up maybe like two pounds from the last time I weighed in. So like, it's been pretty steady. I haven't went like, way crazy over what they predicted. So, so far, so good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I think that's perfect. And that's gonna happen. And one thing that I thought was kind of the coolest idea was like, if you got a three month diet, you should really treat it as a four month diet because Mm -hmm. that, that fourth month should be pretty much like hardcore maintenance, sticking to the exact same foods, just more of them. And, you know, going with the same intent, uh, just a little bit more food. And then after that month is when you get to start, like, let your hair down a little bit and, and relax and have some, have some free meals or whatever you want to call them add in yeah. some of your favorite snacks as long as you can be controlled with them and i thought that was like a really logical and smart approach to it um and that's you know loosely what i'm doing i did uh i did have like a nice big uh, couple sushi rolls and some chinese mm-hmm. food first day but other than that i've been 100 percent spot on with compliance and you know, even the meal before and after that meal was a hundred percent spot on. And I just know myself well enough to know that I can do that and be right back on track. And it hasn't affected my maintenance at
1: all. Yeah. I, I, I had already told myself that I was going to wait until about four weeks in before I started adding, adding anything differently that I've already been doing for the last 12 weeks. So for the most part, I'm going to stick to that. And and unless I get to the point where I can't like (laughs) keep up with like how many calories I'm getting. Or how many macros I'm getting I'm just gonna start adding in random stuff that fits. But, but for the most part, I'm just trying to stick to stuff that I'm either cooking myself and and, and and things like that, or just like protein powder or stuff like that. But for the most part, I'm I'm just gonna stick with it until about the fourth week and then start adding in extra stuff. Cause like my kid has stuff all over here and like <laughs> I hadn't touched it in 13 months. So I'm just like strong, at this point. Strong man. I mean, the kid has goldfish and cheez-its and all that stuff in here and i'm just like i'm never gonna touch this so
0: well one thing that i think is really cool about you is like you know we're both kind of wrapped up in this weight loss community and one thing that i never see which is kind of like it's kind of surprises me is like you don't see people take maintenance periods when they're trying to lose 200 300 however many pounds or 100 pounds like people are saying i want to lose 100 pounds and i'm going to do it in a year and it's something that you and i go straight through straight through and after doing it this way i don't know that i would ever go back to trying just to lose a large amount of weight in one straight shot
1: I, i think it's beneficial to do it the way me and you are doing it now because i feel like you don't give yourself a break um when you're doing it just straight through like if you were 300 pounds you're trying to get down to 200 pounds and you just go straight through i think that's rough um because essentially i did that i did it from february to now and now i'm on maintenance um i was fine before i even went to the 12 week rp stuff but i'm just gonna follow their their code of conduct and just like treat the next you know few months as maintenance for myself because I've never really dipped my toe into maintenance ever and so this makes more sense for me to have so much of a period be diet and then so much of it be maintenance so I can practice being more in maintenance and not get to the to the quote unquote end and then be screwed because like I have no clue what to do. And so this gives me like time to be on and then be off back and forth back and forth until I get to whatever goal weight I want to get to. And then I already have those skills, you know, out of, out of the next year, I've spent half the year in maintenance and half of it in diet. So it gives me like the skills to build that.
0: Dude. Th- th- I mean, that's exactly it. Like, so what they suggest is if you diet for three months, you should maintenance for the, an equal amount of time. Actually, I think they say three fourths, the amount of time to.
1: It's uh two thirds to Is oh, yeah. two thirds to, to the, Amount. So if you Dude. do three weeks, so if what I'm doing is, I'm doing, we did three months, and so I'm doing two thirds of that, and then I'm going into maintenance. Well, I'm going to maintenance for two thirds of that. So I'm going to maintenance for eight weeks, and yeah. then
0: so when you look and, at that, when you look at that, why if if you're trying to do this for long term success, right? Like yeah. why wouldn't you lose weight for three weeks and then practice those skills for two thirds of that time? Yeah lose weight for or i said three weeks three months three months yeah and then practice those long-term skills for two-thirds of that is that gonna slow or like make your overall journey longer yes absolutely but if you have experience like five experiences with maintenance over the course of that two three years or whatever Mm -hmm. however long your weight loss journey is that's five times of experience that you have whenever you hit maintenance and they're trying to sustain that weight loss and not
1: gain it back. Exactly. And then that's the reason why I, I started listening to RP and Ethan completely and they were all talking about that. And I was like, that makes more sense instead of trying to just go from start to finish and then get to the finish point and be like, I have no clue what to do. And then you start to let up a little bit and then you start to do crazy stuff. And then you start to, gain weight and you're like why am i gaining weight because you have not you haven't learned i mean maintenance is a skill i mean it's no different like maintenance is no different than weight loss but it's, it's like the opposite of weight loss but it's also like a skill that you have to build on and you have to figure out yourself and i think a lot of people don't do that a lot of people just go from point a to point b and i feel like you need to go from point a to b to c to d like you have to go back and forth and i think that's that makes more sense and and that's and and when you really think about diet culture in general like they don't teach you that They just teach you to get from point A to point B, and that's it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So with that said, you know, one of the things that I'm looking at for maintenance is, like, what my goals are. Because, I mean, that's 100% how I got to where I was before I started this cut was, you know, I wasn't, like, severely overweight or anything. I hadn't gained a bunch of weight back. I just... I didn't really have a goal, like a physical goal. I just wanted to Mm -hmm. get better at jujitsu. And then I wasn't like paying attention enough to my nutrition and everything. But now I'm looking at setting some new physical goals that requires me to stay in shape, that requires me or that pertain to my nutrition, things like that. So are you looking at some new goals to set for during this maintenance period?
1: Yeah. um, When I, when I really started thinking about maintenance, cause I'm super full, fo- uh, super goal oriented. So I was like, okay, I can't focus on weight loss cause that's not on the table right now. So what can I focus on? What can I get better at? And like I said, I used to be a runner. I used to, to run half marathons and marathons. I was like, let me just get back to running. And so that's one thing that I put on the table for the next eight weeks is let me get back to running, you know, just like a base level of running so many days a week. Um, and then strength is something I've been always been working on this whole time anyway, because I just wanted to get stronger in general. And I've been working with Matt Vincent and uh, Derek Witsky, uh with Daily Destroyer. And I've been doing their stuff since June of last year. And so I just started doing more of their stuff over the last few months. And, you know, I had a bigger bench press, uh, back in February because I've been doing their stuff and they've been building a different, uh, lifts like the last what january february was bench press and then this uh, like march and april was deadlift. so i've been working on my deadlift right now so that's what i've been working on right now it's just strength and and strength and running and, and endurance and stuff like that
0: that's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that you have these like goals and things you're working towards because that's where a lot of people fall off on maintenance is they get used to to counting down that number on the scale, they get used mm-hmm. to looking for another five pounds. And then whenever maintenance comes, they just lose their attention, lose their focus. Yeah. And so you already having these things set out, you got a good coach with Matt Vincent. And yeah. I don't know the other guy, but you got a you know, you got a good thing lined up there. And you're just moving forward on the weights and like, I mean, just for example, like what I hope to be able to do is, uh, sometimes around there, like hit 10 super strict pull-ups. And I've always been, I've always been terrible at pull-ups. It's always something I want to do. I want to do 15 by the end of the year, but hopefully by the end of maintenance, which will last at least three months, maybe six. Um, I hope that I can
1: do, uh, 10. And so that's,
0: that's my goal moving forward.
1: Yeah, like I like I said I've been working with them and like I couldn't do I could barely do a pull up and like I can do one. <laughs> but I'm still heavy. I'm like 280, so like I can do at least one um unassisted. So that that's something.
0: Well, it's awesome that you can do one yeah. at 280. I mean, I yeah. like I, I just told you that I, you know, I'm two like probably 212 right now and can do five. So like, yeah. you know, you're you're on your way there. Yeah, But how long has uh strength training been a part of your journey? Like, have you done that from the start? I know you said running from the start and walking from the start, but, uh, when did strength training get added in?
1: So I didn't start strength training until about 2015. So I was doing just strict cardio from 2011 to 2014. And then in 2015, I met up with a friend and he was like, let me show you how to do stuff in the gym, like, like with the free weights, because I was kind of playing with the machines and he was like, let's do free weights. And I was like, all right. So he showed me a whole bunch of stuff and I learned a lot from him. And I went, I went into uh, the gym by myself at one point and I had like my phone and I had like, like a bodybuilding bodybuilding bodybuilding.com routine. Like they were showing me all the exercises and I was walking around like, all right, I need to do squats. Let me look up the exercise. All right, this is how you do it. Let me do this. And so I was walking around the gym with a phone and a, and a notepad trying to figure out how to do certain things. And and, and that's how I learned was just by watching videos and then just doing the exercises. And then uh, when I started working with Daily Destroyer and Matt Vincent, like I was like, I, I work better. if Somebody, somebody else already programs stuff for me. So like it just makes more sense. Like even RP, like it kind of programs stuff for you.
0: Yeah. And I've
1: learned that if I can get somebody to program stuff for me, my myself, it just makes it a lot easier and I can just go do the exercise and, and just learn from that. But me doing it on my own. No, <laughs> but I've been doing it since 2015.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, I. I had a coach for a little while, like they were doing my nutrition and my, my uh, strength training programming, mm-hmm. everything. And it was so nice for the first time in like five years, not to have to sit there and think about, plan out my my workout routine plan out my food plan out yeah. every single thing over and over again and still even with my strength training like i feel like i'm capable of programming for myself and i still do a lot during periods but at the same time i'm like i kind of don't want to do this like i would rather have, <laughs> you know i would rather have somebody develop a program for me i pay for it and then i just go in and do the work. Just trust the process, go in yes. and do the work. I almost like I've written programs, given them to my friends. They've done them. Things have worked good. Like I know I'm capable of doing that, but I spend more time second guessing myself and like, Oh, should I do this exercise or should yep. I have done that? Should I change the way I'm doing this? Should I modify? And like, but if somebody else gives me their program, I'll just go in and do it. That's I'm, that's, I'm,
1: that's, I'm, that's how yeah. I work. Like that, that's exactly how I have to do it. Cause if I go in and do it myself, I'm like, well, I could have added a couple more exercises. of this or like I did the main stuff, but I didn't do any more accessory stuff. I'm like, well, I can just get somebody else to do it for me. So I can just go in and do it.
0: Yeah. And so I think it's really cool that you've spent some time doing strength training. Cause again, I mean, that's something that I just don't really see a lot of people who start the journey, you know, they, they get into cardio cause that's what's sold is that's what's going to burn, burn fat. And that's, what's going to get you, get you lean but you know if you don't have that other part of it the strength training then you're really you know you really only have half the equation there yeah
1: and i and i feel like everything i've learned over the last you know like 10 years like a lot of a lot of that ramped up once i started adding strength training in. and then once i started to get like my nutrition back in like back in check like all that stuff started to ramp up because like uh i like if you see pictures from from me back in twenty twenty to now, like you can see where the strength training has come in because like my body has completely changed from just that alone, and then just the nutrition. But and I follow a lot of people who who lift, like Poro and Keto D, and like all these other guys that like they lift constantly. And I learned stuff from them, and I I've just learned a lot of stuff in the last and just in the last 13 months about just what string training can do for anybody.
0: Yeah, it can be a massive help, Mm -hmm. but man, I want to talk to you a little bit. So you got your, you have your own podcast as well, where you're on there, you're talking to other people, you're talking, you got solo podcasts. So what's that about? What, what, you what gets you started on the podcasting?
1: So the podcast started, um, it started back in, 20 actually started in 2018, like October of 2018. And I was just doing the solo stuff. And I was like, I think I did like maybe six episodes. And I was like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) And I and I hated it. And so I stopped doing it. And then sometime in 2019, like I, I was like, let me just start interviewing people. Like, let me just start interviewing my friends and like just I wanted to to have this storytelling element of the podcast. And so like I started interviewing people and I realized I was really good at interviewing. And, and so I started just interviewing everybody I knew. So, like, everybody that I talked to on a daily basis, like, I was like, come on a podcast, let's talk about your story. And, like, I was just doing this constantly. And then I started doing like more of the solo stuff because I was like, I need to do my own start story at, at, at this point. And I started doing like these offshoots where I was like doing like these weird, um, non topic, all over place, random shows with Daryl. Um, and then like in December, I got, I just did like one whole month of just like me podcasting every day. And like, it's just, it was a lot of me just doing trial and error and experimenting. And at some point I got burned out. <laughs> and so that's why there hasn't really been a podcast in the last couple of months. Cause I just completely burned myself out and that's coming back in April and I'm just going to start doing solo stuff again. And then slowly ramping it up and doing more interviews and things like that so and more topic based stuff because i realized that i like to talk to people about different things and it, it was it was and i i talk a lot about this in therapy too to my, my therapist but like the podcast was a way for me to have some kind of community like be able to talk to people and like have this back and forth with people that i wouldn't talk to on a regular basis and that and that's where the podcast came from it was it was me documenting other people's lives as well as my
0: yeah, it's that. That's the exact same thing for me, man. It's no secret. I've said on here a bunch of times, like I really don't enjoy social media that much, but I really enjoy this, and doing this gives me the opportunity to kind of build that community, interact with people, and you know, like meet people like you that have amazing stories that have done crazy <laughs> things, like weight loss wise and workouts and exercise, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about my journey and and document it as well as give you a place to talk about yours and hopefully help some people along the way and it's an awesome space like if anything this is like uh maybe maybe it's the wrong thing to say but it's it's almost like therapy for me just because I get to come on here and talk about the shit that is bothering me or like my weight loss journey and the struggles that I have and be open and transparent and talk to people who understand those things because they've been going through the same weight loss struggles, the same, you know, kind of bullying or whatever the topic may be that I've experienced throughout, you know, my life and my journey. Yeah. I, and
1: I, and I, and I, and I've talked to my therapist about this, but I was like, I've learned more from interviewing people on the podcast than me reading a book. Cause a lot of people like they pick up on stuff and then like they implement it and I'm like, okay, I can learn this, this, and this from, certain people and i've learned a lot of stuff from just different people by just interviewing them on the podcast and i don't see that stopping anytime soon but i I know i needed a break from it because i was doing too much but for the most part i've learned more from other people just interviewing people on the podcast than just reading books because you just pick up on these tidbits that most people do every day and you don't really think about it
0: yes while i love doing the podcast more than like one to two interviews a week is like too much for me like i'm like i, I was doing out.
1: two at one point
0: because i get you know i only publish one episode a week but obviously i'm trying to you know have a couple lined up and ready to go so some weeks like this week i'm doing one today and one tomorrow mm-hmm. but then like after that like my mental uh energy for interviews is tapped like i'm done yeah. like <laughs> it it takes more mental willpower than you would think to, to make sure you're on your game and talking to people. But I do really enjoy it. And it is like another outlet for me, for sure.
1: Yeah. I could I, (laughs) and Daryl gives me crap for this all the time, but I, at one point I was doing like two interviews a day. So like, it would be like on a Sunday, I would just do two and then I'd be tapped out. And then I would do two the next week and I would be tapped out. And like, and I would be weeks ahead. Like I would be like three months ahead at, at some point. Cause I had so many interviews and I was like, I had to schedule stuff out like way in advance because I had so many like interviews, like backlog. Wow. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. I, I, I'm glad that you had that success because I'm not like, I I'm i uh, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator when it comes to something. So, so, yeah. so sometimes I'm scrambling to get them in, but one thing that I, have to talk to you about is your instagram man you have this gratitude list i see you posting that all the time and what is that about where does that come from and how does that like help you uh in
1: your journey so the gratitude list came about um back in march of 2019 um i saw amelia do you know who amelia boone is i do not okay she's a she was a obstacle course racer, like she was like doing Spartans and stuff like that, and like she was doing like ultras and stuff. And so she started posting all her gratitude, like she would do this list of like ten things, five to ten things she was grateful for, and she would do it every morning. And then I was like, let me just try that. So I was doing it on notebooks, like I was doing it on notebook paper, and I was like, let me post it on Instagram. And so like three months later, like I started in March, and then by June, I was just posting it on my Instagram every day. So, um june 2019 till now i've posted it every day since then and i just post 10 different things that i'm grateful for and i try not to repeat the same things. sometimes i do Um, i try not to repeat the same things twice in a row but for the most part i've done 10 things that i'm grateful for um every day since june of 2019 and it just makes it makes my day a little bit better because I can think about more of the positive and not the negative or whatever I have to do on my to-do list. Like it just makes more sense.
0: Yeah. It, it helps keep the positive things on the top of your mind as opposed mm-hmm. to, as opposed to the negative, like, cause it's really easy to have a bad day just cause you start off with one thing. Like yeah. for example, I woke up late today. I hate when I do that, but I did. Yeah. And you know, that, that just kind of sets a tone for the day. Like I'm in a rush. I am like frustrated. I'm, you know, forget stuff. And, you know, so the opposite of that is setting the things that you're grateful for and being grateful first thing in the morning and starting your day off. Like, right. essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah so I, I typically, I typically start my day around just before 4am and then I like get up, go to the bathroom do my gratitude list, go to the gym for about an hour, uh, meditate after I get done with the gym, uh, and then get ready for work. So like, I, I have this routine that I've slowly built up, um, over the last you know year or so, but for the most part, it pretty much stays the same five days a week. Dude, you, you've lived a full day before you even go to work. Yeah. By, by six o'clock, I've already done a lot of stuff before the day even really gets, and I go to work at seven. So like by the, by the time I get to work, I'm like, fully into it.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of the same with me. I get to work at seven and when I, you know, I got a little back injury right now, so I'm not getting up in the mornings and lifting, but whenever, I, whenever I am healthy, that's what I do as well as I get up in the morning and lift and lift beforehand. And it does feel good just to get it done, have it knocked out, like have the hard part of your day over, you know, you get in there and you get sweaty and you grind and then getting to work, it's kind of like, everything else a little bit of a breeze off your shoulder
1: it's not too bad yeah i mean it's one less thing you have to do on your to-do list like it's already done yep. <laughs> so you yep. just go about your bit you go about go about your business exactly
0: all right man well uh since you've listened to the show you know last question i try to ask everybody um if you have one simple tip that the people can take and implement in their journey to make them more successful
1: what would that be i would say find <sighs> Find a system that works for you. So um and, and what I mean by that is find any way to make something easier for you. Uh, for me, I tend to meal prep on Sunday. Uh like I told you, like I get up at 4 a.m. to get my workout in. Find a system that works best for you. Like you can rely on habits individually, but if those habits become systems and like, like they all work interconnected, it, it's it's a little bit better for you. So if you can Get up between four and six and do all the stuff you need to do. That that's something that you should do. Like it's, it, it it's something that becomes automatic and you don't have to worry about it. Like for me, meal prep is already done. All I have to do is go in there and grab it and go. And I don't, I don't even have to worry about that. Like it's done. I don't have to use any kind of mental energy trying to decide what I need to eat or what workout I need to do. Like mad Vince is already programmed it for me. So like any kind of system that helps you not have to really overthink what you need to do next do that.
0: Absolutely. I I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, even if that just add another one to that is like, even if that's just having your gym bag in your car, so you don't have to go home and fall asleep and, and, uh, lay on the couch before you go to the gym, just go straight there because you got your clothes and you're ready to rock. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that can help you. So, all right, man, tell everybody where they can find you on the social medias.
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Willie Gillis. Um, I was lucky to get my name because I didn't want to have some kind of handles. I was like, let me just get my name. So you can find me on Instagram at Willie Gillis. Uh, You can find my podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's uh, what I live for. And I typically do interviews and and solo stuff. So you can find me on, on that podcast. And that's about all I have that's going on right now, other than my weight loss or maintenance now.
0: Heck yeah, man. Well, uh, thank you again for being on the show. I really, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Boom guys. That is it. We are done with the hungry for success podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate it. I will be back here next week with a new guest. So stay hungry and we will see you next week.